Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. Welcome to practice. As most of you have experienced over the past few sessions, we've been working with the earth, water, fire, and wind element. In this way, we discover more about our inner terrain, our inner landscape, and how we create harmony and balance amongst these elements. Now, this session, we're going to be working with the space element. In Sanskrit, it's called Akasha. This space is that intergalactic medium that is said to be the container of all elements, the original element or the mother of elements from which everything sprang from, exists from, and everything will return to. In this way in which we perceive space that suspends all matter, which goes through its own transformation, that space holds this physical and energetic magnetism of attraction, repulsion, you know, contraction, expansion, and this way in which we can see um, everything in manifested form go through the cycle of um, birth, life, and decay and death. And the space, this intergalactic medium, holds that as if space is that basis and essence of all things in this material world it cradles. Like invisible hands, we experience the universe suspended by these invisible hands, which is a lovely kind of image that there is this presence that is surrounding us, within us, as us, delighting in its manifestation of earth, water, fire, wind, and this medium in which on the macro to the micro, to the very physical, to the very subtle, this element is a part of it all. So we can experience like, you know, the universe, the space between our galaxies, the space within our solar system, the space between the moon and the earth, the earth and the atmosphere, the space within the room that you are sitting in, the space that is in your mouth, the space in the hollow organs, the space between the organs, between the cells, within the cell, within the atom, there is space, this sense of the infinite amount of space outside you mirroring the infinite amount of space within you. And we can even see why yogis really wanted to sense the space in between, in between the breath, in between thought. And as yogis try to stretch this sacred space, they arrived in lessening the human doing and awakening to human being. So abiding in this illuminated emptiness, becoming one with this element and experiencing that awakening to that which is eternal and all pervading through physical and subtle substances. To awaken is a part of the fabric that holds all together. So this is why yogis got really interested in studying the elements and bespoking practices to experience these elements and how to create more harmony 
in that way in which drives them towards lasting fulfillment, deep contentment, and liberation, that freedom, that ultimate kaivalya that they saw. So the abode of the space element is said to be at the Fushudana chakra, your throat chakra. And that area of this um, uh, presence of space opens us for the space of clear communication, of creative expression, of this vibrational resonance that is unique to you as you empower yourself through language and sound. And so we create a space in which we feel heard, we can share, we can, you know, this ability from the center that reverberates your unique frequency from the center out. And it's not just our voice, it's even our thought and that creative way our heart wants to express itself. So issues around this area when we become really rajasic and there's not enough space, there's this experience of excess speaking. You know, there's stuttering, shouting, there's just too much noise even between our thoughts that there's not enough space between. Or we can have the opposite effect of that tamasic where there's far too much space and we're not able to bring together our thoughts, our words, our actions to have a very in, in effective impact in our lives. And so there tends to be a poor rhythm of speaking or cadence or there's a fear of speaking or the lies that we tell ourselves and others to fill in that space. So as we look around um, and experience our throat in practice, there is certain holding patterns. These are called granthis, um, the physical, energetic, mental, emotional holding patterns. And what we're trying to do is unravel these knots, unravel these holding patterns or obstructions so we can actually feel that vibrational frequency, sound, carry out from the center in all directions. And that way that this element opens us up to actually think about how we share space, how we build bridges of communication to connect each other, how we hold space for ourselves as well as others in our lives. And how do we actually abide in space? How do we sit in that quietude, that stillness in space and time? And then eventually dissolving time that we just abide in that enduring calmness, that quietude and that stillness of space. Now this is now referencing the Yoga Sutras in the ultimate goal of practicing yoga is to experience the state of yoga and the goal of trying to practice asana yoga is said to be narodaha narodaha is stillness stillness of all the elements abiding in that space physically energetically and mentally still so physical stillness is called kaya narodaha Energetic stillness, prana narodaha. And chitta vritti narodaha 
is that mental stillness of stilling the roaming tendencies of the mind. Now, uh, yogis figured out, especially Hatha yogis, there's so many different yogas. There's like bhakti yoga, karma yoga, yana yoga. Asana has nothing to do with those yogas, but they still experience a yoga. And that ultimate goal of yoga is to awaken to one's true nature, that oneness, wholeness, completeness. And from recognizing oneself in that realization and enlightenment, we are free. We become um, uh, liberated from rebirth and that Kaivalya state. However, Hatha yogis realized that their body is a great portal to first interact with um, these teachings to seek out. And not every yoga needs to be asana, but we are Hatha yogis right now. We're throwing out shapes. And so why don't we take advantage of that? And, and Hatha yogis figured out if you can actually create a lot of activity physically, energetically, and mentally, you get access to stillness. That you create so much effort physically, energetically, and mentally, that effort, you get to bathe and being effortless. So taking advantage of our bodies and trying to actually, uh, from the Yoga Sutras 246 st states, to practice asana, you just need two things, stira and sukham. Stira is that steadiness, is that stability, is that structural integrity, energetic integrity, and mental integrity in which we find our ability to be still, reducing any unnecessary movement physically, energetically, and mentally. And then to experience that sukham, an ease, a comfort in which you abide in your body. And that's quite a provocative thing because we as Hatha yogis are chasing the next pose. We are in Hatha yogis are chasing the experience of more stretching, of going beyond and trying to get to the next thing. So in this practice, I want you to try to turn your attention to just noticing like each pose and the space within that pose, the space between the poses and the space between um, thought, the breath, and the, uh, the space between it all. So that idea that you slow down and slow down your need for craving the next pose. Slow down and notice your resistance of just abiding. And that will clear the lens of one's own ignorance of kind of going, wow, what is that yearning to actually try to get somewhere? And instead of getting somewhere, how do we actually abide in that stillness? So as we actively in practice stretch this space and fill it with consciousness, this wakefulness, this light of intelligence, that prajna, as we connect to that inner loving awareness, remembering what we're meant to be cultivating in practice according to the Yoga Sutras 133 is a non-judgmental awareness, a loving awareness as we perceive the physical, energetic, and mental bodies. And in that, we befriend as we cultivate friendliness towards whatever thought, emotion, sensation that arises, we bring joy as we sweetly smile. And as we smile, offering ourselves more compassion, that maitri, that love, 
And in that way, we connect to our true nature, which is said to be ultimate love, that devotional love, that pure love. So in that, we notice our struggles. We notice when we're itching. We notice when our eyes are darting. We notice when we have speed bumps in the breath. Remembering Sutra 131 says the symptoms of suffering is negative thought, emotional distress, instability felt in the body, and disturbances in the breath that mirrored the disturbances in the mind. So in the sutras, 247 states that to master asana, you create effort as you meditate on something specific, becoming more effortless. 134 to 139 states what you should be meditating on is breath awareness, open to sensation, experience inner light, contemplate a stable mind as you awaken to moment-by-moment -moment awareness, and in that consciousness, Focus and meditate on anything that is useful and pleasing. And as a result, according to the Yoga Sutras, by mastering asana in this way, the pair of opposites cease to exist or have an impact, meaning that you are abiding where the pair of opposites, the mind, the body, become one. The outer and inner world become one. That you awaken to your true nature in space and time. And it goes beyond time. It goes beyond dimensions. That you are a part of everything and everything is a part of you. So when we are practicing, I'm going to offer you loads of different things, just as we've been doing. This is a very tantric practice in layering, not just asana, but pranayama, pranayama kriya, purification practices, using chanting. So we're going to use brahmari pranayama, where you close your mouth and chant om. Mm. We're going to use aum kriya. Aum. And we're going to use the bija mantra for space, hum, H-A-M, hum, hum, hum. Noticing the bija mantra for the uh, space element, you will really feel like a mallet striking the skin of the throat drum. Hum, hum, hum. And in that creates a ripple of your own frequency that expresses it. Um, and so, Another layer that we're going to work with is our Hasta Mudra, our Hand Mudra. The middle finger is represented space, the thumb, fire. And as we create a circle with the thumb and middle finger, notice the space within the palm of the hand. And as you create that space, notice how that circuitry feels like it connects to your throat. And in that opening, that line in which we discover our space, I want you to sweetly smile, remembering that what we're meant to be cultivating is the sense of joy, a sweetness, a tenderness. So as you smile, one, you open your palate, your eyes smile, your um, airways open, but more importantly, your ears open. When we grit our teeth, you close your ears, the canal, but when we smile, it opens the jaw. And noticing how you can open your ear as the sense organ associated with the space element is your ability to hear.
to listen. And as you sweetly smile, you can do this right now, close your eyes. Notice how you open to a greater field of space, the space around you. As you listen to the distant sounds, the sounds that are near, the beginning of a sound, the middle of a sound, and if you really want to geek out, the end of a sound that then opens you to the space between sounds, that silence. And in that space, what is there? And what is there is the I-ness seeking to see you. The experience of I experiencing embodiment, consciousness embodied as you. And yet what we're trying to do is turn that I-ness to see you. And in that awakening that is said where we experience samadhi, we recognize our true nature, we become self-actualized, realized, and we awaken to our own enlightenment. So I know that I'm not enlightened and I just enjoy practicing heading towards that path, refining the path and experiencing moments of pause, a sacred pause in that spacious loving awareness in which I connect, I feel that freedom and that spaciousness where I'm free from my own pain, my own suffering, my own dramas. And there's a taste and a sound and experience of just abiding, abiding in that illuminated emptiness, yet fullness of presence and feeling that companionship of presence, that grace that surrounds us, is within us as us, connecting to you know, a deeper soul's longing as it's chosen this embodiment to live out this experience called you, it called Zephyr in this space and time. So um, just a last little thing, which I, when I was researching more of this from the Recognition Sutras, um, my friend Chris Wallace, um, the book he did, he states that the Recognition Sutras states that each of us is a perfect movement in consciousnesses, endless dance of self-exploration, of self-realization, and self-love. And I think that is a beautiful way in which we are little astronauts going out and exploring space in this practice, that we are exploring consciousness, endless dance of self-exploration. What is it like to be you and me? And this self-realization, who is that? and self-love of falling back in love with consciousness embodied and feeling that sincere gratitude and joy of what it's like to be embodied and remembering ultimately not just who you are but what you are. What you have always been and what you will always be is the underlying layer of all creation, consciousness embodied as you. But it is me. If you would like to continue to practice, 
find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.